know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. On the TV, on the radio, and even social media, Everyone has become a debater. Hot heads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley, and welcome to Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week, you can read our first debaters' work regularly, the Washington Post and WashingtonPost.com. Say hello to Alexandra Petri. Hey, Alex. Hey. Our next debater is the self-proclaimed king of Texas. Say hello to Matt Ryan. Hey, Matt. Good to be back in the kingdom, baby. <laughs> and our third debater is making his master debater's debut. You can hear him on R&R in the morning, weekday mornings on San Antonio Sports Star, 1250 AM and 94.5 FM. Rudy J. Hey, Rudy. Hello, everybody. The rookie is in the building. Let's get it on. Yeah. And they will all be presenting arguments in an effort to try one over our judge, who this week is Isaac from Atlanta. Hey, Isaac. How's it going, Dennis? Good. So uh, Isaac's job is to analyze and critique each response uh, that our contestants give to questions that I present throughout the show. Now, along with asking all these questions, I'm also the show's referee. Something I don't like. I hear it. I blow this. Yeah, blow that whistle. Uh, Before we get started, though, let's see if our contestants have any questions that they want to ask the judge. Let's start with Alex. Do you have a question for a judge, Isaac? Sure, Judge Isaac. Uh, Do you like fall I, I adore fall. I'm from New England, so, you know, the spooky time, everything's beautiful. Best season. Foliage. Yes. Uh, Matt, yeah. do you have a question for our Judge Isaac? Yes. You are in Atlanta. Are you okay with everything that's going on right now? Uh, just want to make sure that the the great uh, dip set and locks debate has not spread down to Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that is, so no, it is not. Damn, uh, Rudy, uh, do you have a question for our judge Isaac? Uh, Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston? Ooh, Whitney Houston. Wow, interest, good answer. Okay, agree. Mariah Carey made that Christmas song, which is essentially a sonic war crime. So. <laughs> Can I use Sonic War Crime as the name of my new band? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> opening arguments on Master Debaters. Yes. It's time for opening arguments. In this segment, I'm going to give each combatant a question. That combatant answers the question, and our judge, Isaac, gives them the score between 0 and 10 points. They will have 30 seconds for their argument, and a buzzer will let them know when that time is up. The first topic... We start off with the most pressing issue, long-afflicting Americans. 
those McDonald's ice cream machines always being down. It's a soft, creamy, crunchy, truly unique dessert. McDonald's has had so many problems making McFlurries because of ice cream machines breaking down. Competitors have been making fun on social media. Now the Wall Street Journal says the FTC is on the case investigating, sending letters to franchisees asking for details on what's been happening to their machines. They've complained for a long time. They're too complicated and too hard to fix. That's correspondent Deborah Rodriguez. So, Alex, is this a problem needing the government to investigate? 30 seconds. I, listen, if the government can't investigate McDonald's soft serve machines not doing their job, what can it investigate? This is exactly what the government is for, I think. Like, ever since Upton Sinclair was like the jungle, we got to check out that meat and make certain it's not a problem with it. The, the logical heir to that is McDonald's. I want my McFlurry, and I'm glad that finally my tax dollars are going to something totally unimpeachable. So, yeah, absolutely. Let's look into this. All right, Isaac, what score do you give that? Zero to ten. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Alexander. I got to give you one point. Um, I, I don't like the comparison. There isn't an accusation of the machines being unsafe or unhygienic or otherwise illegal. They're just not being used. They're not on. So I, I guess I, I don't agree that that's a good thing to you know have the government do. And uh, now our second topic, a beloved TV sitcom is hitting another streaming service. My mother caught me. <laughs> You're doing what? Get ready for a whole lot of streaming about nothing on Netflix. The TV show Seinfeld is finding a new home there starting October 1st. It left Hulu in July. And for the first time, you can watch all 180 episodes of Jerry and the Gang in 4K. Seinfeld went off the air in 1998. Nobody was there. They're supposed to be working. That's correspondent Wendy Gillette. Are you, Matt Ryan, a fan of Seinfeld? Yes. Explain why. No. Explain why. 30 seconds. I am. I'm also disheartened to find out the show's been off the air for 23 years. That just makes me want to drink a lot of beverages that are adults. I'm a big fan of the show because it's set up for a lot of the meta comedy we see today. A show about nothing. The entire setup to Jerry getting his sitcom and everything falling apart around that. Set up for The Office, both American and British versions, Parks and Rec, basically any Michael Shore show, and also one of the greatest sitcoms to never get as much respect as it deserves is Community. It set up the template for the modern, smart, aloof comedy. All right, Isaac, what score do you give that? Zero to ten. Wow, so you basically just gave us a nice little history lesson about a television comedy, but I think uh, you failed to mention It's Always Sunny, which I think is Seinfeld's truest descendant. So I'll give you... Three points. Next topic, uh, China is banning kids from playing video games during the week. So how can they do that? What's interesting about this move in particular is that it's requiring that video game companies actually confirm the age and identity of people playing their games so they can ensure that a minor in particular is not playing more than they're supposed to. At CNET's Ian Schur, China intends to limit playing time to just three hours a week. Rudy, is this good, bad, 30 seconds. I think it's bad. I mean, we got kids getting scholarships and making millions of dollars off esports. But, I mean, it's China. That's what they do. They control everything. But I, I, at first, I was, you know, opposed to kids always playing video games. But now we're talking about them getting free school and making money and it's a job. And they're not getting concussed every week on a football field. Let them play away. Done. 
<laughs> All right, Isaac, what score do you give that zero to ten? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get your point, although I think it would have been good, you know, to distinguish between competitive video gaming that could be a career and video gaming yeah. that isn't. Because, you know, there's, there's substantive differences. So I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you five points. All right. Well, coming up, Mumbling Meadows may be a paradise for looking ladies, apparently. We'll debate that and more next on Master Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Yes, we have this week Alexandra Petri, Matt Ryan, and Rudy J to compete to convince our judge Isaac from Atlanta that their argument is the best argument. And if you would like to be a judge on a future edition of Master Debaters, head over to our website, KTSA.com, and enter to sign up. Let's keep this debate going. For argument's sake, on Master Debaters... So I'm going to give all three contestants the same question. They will each take a turn presenting their argument on that matter. After they all take their 30 seconds to respond, our judge will then give each of them anywhere from 0 to 20 points for their responses. The first topic, where are most people going for Labor Day weekend? The travel site Hopper says Wednesday of next week will be the busiest return day. The busiest airports will be Atlanta, Chicago, and LAX. Las Vegas, Atlanta, and Denver top the list of where people are flying to. Internationally, Cancun and San Juan. The best last-minute deals still available are for Denver, Orlando, and Myrtle Beach. That's correspondent Alex Stone. Feels like every day is a bad day for traveling, but we're going to start with uh, Alex. Where is the perfect Labor Day destination? 30 seconds. Ooh, Labor Day destination. I don't know. As somebody who has been longing to go to Las Vegas as long as there's been a lockdown, I'm like, maybe Las Vegas, because it's a place that you can go. I don't think there's anything particularly Labor Day about it, though. I'm trying to think like Labor Day, like I just, I'm picturing a huge grill, just some sort of chaos. I feel like if they had some sort of Cirque du Soleil grilling themed show, uh, I'd be all about that. And yeah, I haven't, that's, I've thought about this very much. And yes, Vegas. <laughs> Matt Ryan, what's your perfect Labor Day destination? 30 seconds. Well, mine's a little scenic destination. Not a lot of people go to it, but it is highly regarded. It's called my freaking couch. I get three days off to do nothing but relax, catch up on Are You Being Served, and watch All Out on pay-per-view. What else am I, you know, why, why am I going to travel? I traveled a couple of weeks ago, and the airport, people are still stupid at airports. Like, no one knows how to operate in an airport, and no one knows how to build airports correctly. The Detroit airport is an abomination of God. But beyond that point, stay home, relax, throw a barbecue. And to be clear, Matt Ryan's not going to Detroit for Labor Day weekend. Uh... Rudy, your 30-second argument. I think people will travel any and everywhere weed is legal. And I know that's a lot of places, so all of those places. I, the, the older I get, the more I'm finding out. A lot of people take part in edibles and smoking marijuana. I had no idea. I thought it was, like, taboo. So I think people will be in Seattle. I think they'll be in Denver, Vegas, Cali, anywhere they can smoke freely. That's my opinion. Who knows? <coughs> oh, good call, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, Isaac, what scores do you want to give all of them? Zero to 20. All right. Yeah, starting with Rudy, somewhere weed is legal. I, I like this plan. I think it's flexible. 
which I think is good for travel, and I think it's honest. Um, I'll give you I'll give you seven points for that. Uh, Alexandra, um, I, I didn't understand at first when you started with Las Vegas, but then becoming more specific with the, that you want to see a grilling themed Cirque du Soleil show. That sounds better than most most Labor Day barbecues. So, um, absolutely, I'm I'm giving you eight out of ten for that. Oh, it's out of twenty, Matt, by the way. Oh, out of twenty. Yes. Uh, the point stand, uh, <laughs> Matt. This was this was a phenomenal answer because not only did you say that it doesn't make sense to fly when everyone else is traveling and you want to hang out on your couch, but you gave me even better a place not to go, the absolute last place that I want to go, which is Detroit. So it was just it was so informative and helpful. I'm going to give you 12 points. All right, it was phenomenal. That was a phenomenal. That was a great answer. answer. Thank you. Next topic. Thank you, Are you being served a classic show? Mm-hmm. Mumbling men reportedly drive women wild. A new study from the American Institute of Physics says that males who speak less clearly or mumble are more attractive to the opposite sex because it's identified with masculinity. However, men find precise pronunciation alluring because it signifies femininity. This study is published in the Journal of the Acoustical Society of America, and scientists say it backs up many evolutionary theories. I'm Mark Mayfield. All right, we're going to start with Matt Ryan. Yay or nay on that argument? 30 seconds. Well, you know, I'm not really sure how to actually answer this question um, (laughs) because I like to uh, speak very loudly and very clearly. But um, to anybody out there who of the female persuasion uh, in the San Antonio radio market, I will mumble for you. Um, I will I will speak very slowly and very softly to indicate the fact that I am a big, strong man. I'm a big, strong muscle boy. Please. Please, Dave. Please, for the love of God. It's cold in these streets. Rudy, do you agree with that whole theory? 30 seconds. I don't want anybody from the acoustical science studies, wherever the heck you said, telling me how to get women. Okay? Like, if your school or wherever you're from has that name, you didn't get many women... Period. So why would I listen to you on how to get a woman? Whether I'm mumbling or speaking loud, I won't be taking advice from you guys. So I think nothing of what they said. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to speak clearly. It's done well for me over these 44 years. Alex, you're a lady. Do, does mumbling work? 30 seconds. There is something to be said for mumbling, because anytime you can't clearly understand something a man is saying to you, that's a bonus points for the man. I feel like usually like the real reason I get upset at men is because I've understood something they were trying to say to me that they thought was a good thing to say. And I'm like, oh, oh, you were saying that. So this mumbling, I think, is a good point. I do also wonder, though, if the acoustical society, as Rudy was saying, is trying to like set up other men for failure. If their whole scheme is like, let's just get all men to mumble and then we'll swoop in. Like, I think that could be a valid idea. Okay, Isaac, what scores you want to give 0 to 20 for those arguments? Okay, uh, starting with Matt. That, that was hilarious, but you, you didn't even start to answer the question or, or even build a theory about it. You just, you just tried to use your presence on a radio show to get laid. So, you know, one point. Uh, what are we Ruth- doing here? <laughs> I'm, that's what you did, man. I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm just asking. If that's not the reason, why are we here? We play to win the game. I don't know what game you're playing, Chief. 
Rudy, I, I'm interested in, in your basis for skepticism, that somebody who works for an acoustic, acoustical science study probably isn't getting laid a lot. Um, you know, I, it, it rings true to me, but I'd, I'd like some more data to back it up. I'll give you, I'll give you 10 points. That's fair. Alexandra, I I love that you've combined both, uh, you know, the fact that mumbling might work for you because, you know, lessens the chances of you hearing something terrible and a conspiracy theory, which is always great on this show. So I'll give you I'll give you 13 points. And, and I think I do. I find your theory credible that the Acoustical Society Damn. is trying to get everyone else to mumble. Yeah. Hmm. Great answer. Next topic, Zoom calls are costing people their jobs. Nearly one in four bosses have fired employees for mistakes during virtual meetings, and most have taken disciplinary action. Bloomberg reports a survey says the most common problems range from joining a call late to having a bad Internet connection, sharing sensitive information, or not knowing when to mute yourself. Zoom calls picked up during the pandemic. The company now hosts about 300 million calls a day. That's correspondent Monica Ricks. So we're going to start with Rudy. Do you have a greater or lesser fear of losing your job because of Zoom compared to a normal in-person work environment? 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm scared because, you know, I'm human. I make mistakes. You know, I might think the Zoom call is over and turn on porn. It's not my fault. Like, I'm a human. I make mistakes. So, yeah, I'm be scared to lose my job. And, yeah, I might get on a little bit late. I was almost late here. It's it's you're in such a laid back environment. It's only right that you're going to make mistakes. You're not in the same frame of mind you would be if you were in the office. So I'm absolutely terrified in this Zoom firing era we're in. Alex, 30 seconds. I do think with Zoom, you have the problem of like you have your perfect outfit up like above the waist and you've got your pajama bottoms. And if that camera moves, you really have slid below professionalism level. But also as somebody, I feel like... I do like the, the mute button that the Zoom has because as somebody who is a human being farts, uh, like what really gives me away is going, oh no, afterwards. And if I can mute both of the, like both the fart and the oh no, I think that actually helps me at the office. So I'm pro Zoom in that regard. <laughs> Was not expecting that response. Uh, Matt, 30 seconds. Uh, all right. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat that one. But I work as an online host, a play-by-play announcer, and a social media guy. You expect me to look like a psychopath. So, you know my internet is good because I tweet for money. And you know that I'm gonna dress like I'm a dead, like I'm a grateful dead roadie. So already, expectations are low. I just gotta show up looking like I bathed this month and I might get a raise. So, you know, USA, USA. All right, Isaac, what scores are you giving everyone 0 to 20? So, Matt, it sounds like Zoom doesn't change much for you. Nope, view never changes, baby. Yeah, I mean, so this is still out of 20? Yes. Okay, I I guess, so, Matt, I'll give you the the exact middle, 10, because, you know, you didn't have to take a position one way or another, but, you know, I I like that you look like a a Rudy. Uh, Rudy. Yeah, we all feel that anxiety that the laptop's going to fall and your boss will see that you're naked from the waist down. But, you know, you know that's, that's a risk that you would have had at work if you were doing the same behavior. That's, that's not a Zoom-specific problem. That's a, a your behavior while on Zoom-specific problem. Uh, but it's also something that we're all doing. So 12 points. 
Uh, Alexandra, you know, this is a good argument for ProZoom, the ability to mask farts and exclamations. I'll, I'll give you 12 as well. Okay, well, mm-hmm. coming up, our debaters, they got things on their mind. We're going to hear what they have to say next. Right here on Master Debaters on KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Dennis Foley. Joining us this week, we have Alexander Petri, Matt Ryan, and Rudy J, who are all working to coerce our Judge Isaac from Atlanta that their arguments are better and deserve more points than their competitors. So let's keep this debate going. State your case on Master Debater. So our competitors before the show came in with a topic they wanted to talk about and present to our judge. They would get 60 seconds to do so. During those 60 seconds, if the other combatants wish to challenge, they will get 30 seconds after each case is, after the original case is done being presented. And after all those challenges, the original presenter will get 30 seconds of their own to respond to their challengers. Now, if they deviated from the topic that they had sent before the show, they're going to get an automatic five-point penalty. Maybe worth it. It's up to them. There's also a broader spread of points available. Uh, that our judge can now give or take away. That range is now negative 20 to positive 20. And the judge can give, take away, or not do anything for everyone, whether they presented the original argument, challenged, or chose to stay quiet. So we actually have a tie for the lead right now, and the tiebreaker went to Rudy. So, Rudy, you're going to start with your 60-second argument. I live in San Antonio, travel to Dallas a lot. To avoid traffic, I take a toll. The toll is 80 miles an hour, which means I can go up to 90 without getting a ticket. If I'm going 90, do not get right up on my ass and tailgate me. I'm doing above the speed limit. The fast lane does not mean go 120. This is not the Autobahn. Why should I be relegated to the slow lane with the old people going 70 because you want to go 120. A fast lane does not mean drive like a maniac. If I'm going 90, that's more than enough. I should not have to go into the slow lane. That's my biggest pet peeve. I'm always getting tailgated. And yeah, damn, that's a quick 60 seconds. Oh, is that? Oh, that was a challenge. Yep. How dare you challenge in the middle of me talking, Alex? Another one. Okay. But yes, that's my argument. I shouldn't have to drive with the old people if I'm going 90. I should be able to sit in the fast lane and listen to my R&B. Leave me alone. All right, first challenge, Matt Ryan, 30 seconds. Shout out to the R&B. I want to hear what you're listening in just a second. But, you know, you're you're also, you're becoming the old people of the fast lane. The reason why that fast lane exists is for people to drive at breakneck speeds. You're driving in Texas, which automatically puts you in a NASCAR race anytime you turn the ignition on. And then from there, you're just you're 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 complaining about the old people. You're the one wanting the people to go slower. You're going 20 above the speed limit. If that in New York, that's just considered driving. In Texas, that's just hello. And Alex, a 30 second challenge. I actually think Rudy is right. I think 
that people are driving too fast and they need to slow down. I hate it when you're over in the left lane and somebody is behind you and you're going as fast as you can go. Sometimes, like your sometimes I understand that cars have limits. Like there are some cars that are like old and sad and they do the best they can and they should just always be in the right lane and people should understand it. But for the most part, if you're doing a good job of being fast, like people should have like a little sign that flashes and says like, I got an emergency, like I'm giving birth literally now and I need to pull around you. Otherwise it's rude. Thank you, Alex. And I, and I Rudy, came at you crazy, and you agreed with me. Your 30-second rebuttal, Rudy. My 30-second rebuttal to Matt would be, I'm doing 90. If you want to do 120, move to Germany and get on the Autobahn. That's more than fast enough. I'm, and I'm not old. I'm not old. That's my rebuttal. That's more than fast enough. I shouldn't be tailgated and honked at. And thank you, Alex. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, 36. It takes a long time. Yeah. It's all good. Before I go to Isaac, uh, one point about the NASCAR reference. Um, I have seen people on the LIE do well over 90. So, yep. Uh, what? Speed limit's 55 there, so. Yeah, it's not a it's not a Texas exclusive in that regard. Uh, I know. If, I'm <laughs> yeah, walking I know. the market, man. I know. I know. Uh, Isaac, what points you want to give out? Negative twenty to twenty. Rudy, I, I've got a quick question for you. Okay. So you don't like getting you don't like getting tailgated in the fast lane. Let's assume a person is screaming up behind you at 130 miles an hour. What should they do? Should they should they slam on the brakes or should they pass you on the right? Um, if I'm, I'm, I mean, if I'm doing ninety, I think you could just pull a NASCAR and go around me. Uh, so, so you prefer they pass on the right? I mean, if you're doing a buck thirty, well, I guess you know what? That's a great question, Isaac. If I can see he's hauling ass like that, maybe I have to get over. I don't know. Yeah. That's a great question. One thirty is fast. I'd probably to what, move to what Matt said. Uh, Matt, Matt has my favorite answer to this, which is essentially the left lane is for whoever is going fastest. It, it's not a question of figuring out who's going the correct speed and then everyone modifies their behavior around that person. Whoever is going faster is in the left lane, and whoever is less fast than that person and doesn't want to keep up with that pace goes in the right lane. So, and he said it really funny. So I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give Rudy I'm going to give Rudy five points. Alexandra, n no points. I'm going to give Matt nine points. Viva Quebec. And uh, just to be clear, in most states, in a, if you're on a two-lane, uh, or technically it's a four-lane, but if two lanes, one way, um, left lane's always a passing lane, so it doesn't matter if you're... You could be going faster in the right lane, but left lane's always a passing lane in that yep. situation you're not supposed to pass on the right yes uh mm. alex your 60 second argument starts now all right i know some people are always carrying on about how the seasons they turn too quickly and you know not until labor day should we be hearing christmas carols or and that's that's a bad example i think actually that's a correct premise but my point is Whenever CVS turns over a new leaf and puts a whole new set of decorations in there, I'm always excited about it, and I'm excited for fall. I understand that it's like, oh, 
it, it, a white woman is excited for fall somewhere. We're really breaking some new ground here with this. Like next she's gonna say she likes pumpkin. I love pumpkins. I'm excited for pumpkin spice. Like bring it back. Like absolutely give me anything that reminds me that time is passing in a way that isn't dystopian and horrible. I love it when the seasons change and you're like, oh, a thing is happening that is different than yesterday and it's not just like a nightmare thing. It's a pumpkin thing or it's a fun nightmare thing. You got some skeletons, you got some foliage. Absolutely sign me up for fall. I saw in CVS the other day, they had advent calendars for Halloween and abomination, but I want one. I think I'm going to get one. All right, Matt, first challenge, 30 <laughs> seconds. All right, we got to slow down with this nonsense. I was at Yankee Candle today, and I'm not ashamed to say that we went to get some autumnal scents. But it's September 2nd, and we're prepping for Halloween and the other holidays. Like, I like capitalism and I like money, but this is just banana pants. Like, we got to rein it in a little bit. We got to be smarter with our capitalism because then we have flooding in the streets and no way to fix the flooding. Like, it's trickle-down trickle economics doesn't work. Market-based economics works, but not around holidays. Uh, Rudy, your 30-second challenge. Yeah, I got to agree. I got to agree with Matt. I think it's crazy that we're to the point where the dishes from Thanksgiving aren't even done and we're putting the Christmas tree up. Like, can we finish the Thanksgiving dishes before we put the Christmas tree up? And then with the with the Halloween, it's even worse with Halloween. Like, you got six abandoned warehouses that are abandoned 11 months out of the year. And then that one year they open up and sell terrible masks for $80. It's And, and like I said, they're already popping up in September. Let's pump the brakes. And Alex, your 30-second rebuttal. I did love the critique of trickle-down capitalism. Yeah, Ludwig von Mies nuts, uh, something like that. Uh, so I approve that. I also think that it's good that that warehouse gets to have its spooky time. What else is the warehouse doing? Clearly nothing. It only gets to shine briefly, and I want it to shine. I also, I do agree with, I think people who take down their decorations too soon are just, are even crazier than the people who take down, put up their decorations too soon. Like when Taylor Swift's like, we can leave the Christmas lights up till January. That's, that's person who doesn't leave her Christmas lights up very long. All right, Isaac, uh, what do you want to give out negative 20 to 20? Alexandra, this is a this is a brave position to take. Uh, it's a very popular view that, you know, the decorations changing is, is terrible and it happens too soon. But uh, no, I tend to agree with you. Uh, the changing of the seasons is exciting and, and I'm not proud of it, but I like sweaters and crappy nightmare before Christmas merch when it shows up in the stores. Also, your your response to Rudy's critique was excellent. Um, the seasonal cycle allows the warehouse to be used for some of the year. I'm going to give you 20 points for that. Oh, yeah. I, I knew you Ryan, would fall. Matt, Mr. Mr. Matt Ryan, I have a question for you. So, so you're complaining about holiday decorations, yes? Yeah. Yes. You, you willingly went to a Yankee candle on purpose. <laughs> I How like my house smelling nice. That's the I'm sorry that I like my house first. smelling nice and not smelling like a jabroni factory or whatever the hell. There's why it doesn't to make your smell like nice. Hammer's house. What the fuck? What do you want from me? <laughs> what I want from you is if you want your house to smell nice, but you don't want to descend into a corporatist weird parody of Christmas and or Halloween, you don't go to Yankee Candle. You know what you're getting there. You can't complain. That's what yeah, I'm complaining about the fact that it's come to this point in American society. 
I have to but take part in the system. If not, I'm not pretty. I have to be pretty. Have you ever been to the, the main Yankee Candle store? It's Christmas every day there. That's that's their thing. No points. Zero points. Rudy, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to give you negative points because you pointed out the abandoned warehouse suddenly being useful as a negative. And, and I, I, I just can't fathom how that is. So I'm sorry. Uh, That's but only bad. That, negative one point. And one final point I wanted to raise on this topic. Uh, I mean, we're in September. September's typically the beginning of fall, so it shouldn't be that out of question that we would start seeing all... T- I mean, I understand Halloween, maybe a little soon for that, but especially in northern parts of the country, it's good, it's kind of expected to see some of that stuff, but yeah. All right, Matt, your 60-second argument begins now. Okay, so I got called about 45 minutes ago to do this show, so uh, I'm going to make this one up on the fly. Um, I think that we really need to look into making sure we have more time with our dogs. You know, I traveled recently, and it was really a lot of fun being able to come home and spend a lot of time with my dog. The best part of working from home throughout all of this was the fact that I got to be with my dog as she grew up from a puppy up until where she's at a year and a half now. Uh, Sure, it drives me insane when I have to walk her 90 times a day, but there's been at least one bright spot over the past year and a half being able to spend every day with my dog and spending every day to have that as a stress relief. And the fact that someone's challenging the fact that I get to spend time with my dog makes them garbage people, actual people who are garbage, who don't like seeing people happy with their dogs. I have depression and anxiety. You know what helps me feel better? A lot of therapy and a dog. Should I say who was the one who challenged or should I just push the button and whoever did it can start talking? Oh, just push the button, man. Now that I know I'm garbage. Look, I just felt like I ought to challenge on principle because it's a, the point of this is we're debating things. But I hate debating the premise that you should spend more time with your dog. This is a trap. And my argument is that you set up a trap for anyone who wants to debate you. I came here to have a debate and you're saying uncontroversial statements like I love to spend time with my dog. Where does that leave us? I think you're rejecting the premise of the competition. And on that grounds, I'm challenging you. Wow, that was good. All right, Matt, you're a 30-second rebuttal. The one who's at fault here is not me. It's not my dog. It's Dennis Foley. Because Dennis Foley is the one who put me on this show unprompted, and we started the show immediately as upon me getting on the program. So if you wanted me to make up something more adept on the fly, I would have had to go with, oh, the f- the Funko Pop I have of Gritty and Andy Kaufman van- uh, c- Christianity Candle, Ziggy Stardust. Um, a football from the A7FL, and then I saw my dog, and I was like, oh, why don't I just talk about how dogs are awesome? I'm also going to put in a challenge. Uh, Matt could have said no, so there's that. But uh, Isaac, how many points do you want to give or take away from all three of our debaters? Okay, um, well, Matt, I mean, I, I tend to agree with Alexandra that you basically have, have come at us with a point that almost nobody would debate that yeah. you know, people who try to keep you away from your pets are a yeah. garbage person. I do agree with it though. Right. So you, you're going to get two points because it's true. Uninteresting, but true. Uh, Alexandra, uh, you, you've put yourself in some hot water here. 
So you're making this uh, this meta rhetorical argument that he's not engaging with the contest, but you can't do that and then not also engage with the contest. He put forth yeah. a non-controversial position. You want some points, you got to go at it. You you didn't present an argument against. So I'm actually going to take away five points from you. That's fair. Uh, and Rudy, I'm going to give you one point back for for knowing that it was strategically not smart to try to attack Dude. such an unassailable position. <laughs> for knowing you it was a trap. Dogs in America. Dogs are off limits in America. I just shut up. Well, who's going to win? It comes down to one final fight. This is Master Debaters from KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Yeah, that argument is going to end right here and right now. We have a battle this week between Alexandra Petri, Matt Bryan, and... Rudy J to convince Sir Judge Isaac from Atlanta that their argument is the best argument, but it comes down to one final fight. Closing arguments on Master Debaters. We're all just decided in a four-minute melee. I present a topic, and our three debaters will hash it out amongst themselves for a whole four minutes. No more, no less. Four minutes. At the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points or could take away up to 100 points, and the person with the fewest points will get a 15-second head start. Then everyone else can join after a little bell has rung. So, um, who has the fewest points? You guys want to take a guess who has the fewest points at this point in the show? It's got to be me. I got, the le- I got hit with a negative five. Uh, well, you did not get hit with a negative five, but um, any other guesses? It's probably me. It is Matt Ryan. So the final topic for this final fight, we could be talking about Afghanistan. Could be talking about flooding. Could be talking about abortion. But no. China's government has banned effeminate men from TV and told broadcasters to promote revolutionary culture, that's a quote, broadening a campaign to tighten control over business and society and enforce official morality. The measure adds to official limits this week on earlier mentioned children's access to online games and a campaign to curb what the ruling Communist Party sees as unhealthy attention to celebrities. Well, Chinese President Xi Jinping has called for a, quote, national rejuvenation, rejuvenation, that word, (laughs) with tighter uh, ruling party control of business, education, culture, and religion. The National Radio and TV Administration there said TV programs should promote, quote, political literacy and, quote, love for the party. And to be clear, we're not talking about a nightclub or birthday cake and streamers kind of party. It's their almighty communist regime there. So over the next four minutes, your challenge, starting with Matt Ryan, I want the best show concept that you can think of that would work in China under this whole new mentality of what uh, they perceive entertainment or what the communist party there perceives to be entertainment. Uh, It's a four minute argument, 15 second head start from Matt Ryan. Okay, so we're going to start this off really simple concept. It's about a man rising up from nothing, uh, grew up around, had his had money taken away from him, had everything taken away from him, building himself back up again. 
becoming something smarter, faster, more powerful than anyone can imagine. It's Xi Jinping in his life story, which actually is Les Miserables. That's right, in all Xi Jinping production of Les Mis. He plays Jean Valjean, he plays the other guy, he plays all those other people who do the singing and the dancing, because that's the thing. It's all about proving that the party is the best and the party is encompassing everything. So you show that, that party, you show Xi Jinping in every great piece of classical work in literature. He becomes Sylvester Stallone in Rambo, in all of the Rambos, including the old Rambo. It's just 24 hours a day, seven days a week, everything to show that Xi Jinping is a bigger badass than Vladimir Putin. And it kind of sounds like what Kim Jong-un uh, and Il were doing, but we make it a little different. We have you Xi Jinping- wishbone with Xi Jinping. Is that, that, that's what, it sounds like you're just describing wishbone, but basically with Xi Jinping, which is an interesting idea. But I feel like we shouldn't get into the premise that like we have to make TV that is fit for the uh, censors. I think you should do something where like the first episode you think, oh yeah, this is just like, you know, Winnie the Pooh classic. Like, we're going to have a super respectful depiction. And then, like, as you keep getting into it, like, suddenly, like, I, I don't know, things really start blowing up. And you start discovering, like, there there's, like, they do whatever that thing was that Brad Pitt did in Fight Club, but with just, like, good information that you can't get around the censors. They do all the stuff. They put just effeminate men now, or whatever it is that they say they can't now, have. Now, I agree with you implicitly that we should be going around the censors and basically show are you being served 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But this, the question and the root of the debate is what is the show that will get by the censors and what will be the programming that the Chinese government will allow? And a, and a photoshopping Xi Jinping's face on, on Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando, where he's eating ice cream with Alyssa Milano, will be more effective. You know what? I'll even go the indie route. Have it, you know, have him replace John Cusack in Gross Point Blank. He's still kicking ass and killing people. He gets to shoot Dan Aykroyd 15 times. I have an odd feeling that's something Xi Jinping actually wants to do because of Ghostbusters 2. I can't prove it, but you know what? It's a theory. Looking at this a little more broadly, you know what? We do a sports documentary. We do the last dance with Xi Jinping. He replaces Michael. He replaces Phil Jackson. He doesn't replace Jerry Krause because no one wants to be Jerry Krause. Let me make that very clear. No one wants to be Jerry Krause. But that is I how you it, do it. I say we just keep it traditional, simple. Simple is always better. You got a young boy being raised by his father. His father is always on his ass about the party. You got to do at the party. The son thinks the father hates him. He's always on his back, always on his back. We're keeping this super simple. Next thing you know, he's 22. He's married. He has a son, and he gets it. He's raising his son the same way, and now everybody's happy. Nobody, you know, I mean, it, I, I love what you're saying, Matt. I think it was hilarious, but this is China, and we don't understand China. We're not supposed to. We don't live there. It, that's your thing. So what you're saying is a Harry Chapin song, Cats in the Cradle, is ostensibly the plot to the only show we can get on the air in China. All right, what about this? I, I have an idea. Just How about Cats in the Cradle, the theme song, but the theme song goes for the whole duration of the show. That way we wouldn't have to make the show and people would get to hear some music. I don't know. I feel like that could be a nice compromise. Or how about this for an idea? Texas Walker Ranger. Oh, just, just Xi Jinping is Texas, Walk, uh, Texas Walker Ranger. Walker, Texas Ranger? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that one. That one. 
Instead of the guy from Supernatural. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just, just th- take the old episodes. Just, you know, CG. Oh, yeah. I am in. And... So, Isaac, what scores you want to give our three debaters for that argument? Negative 100 to 100. Well, I, I am conflicted. So, Matt, the idea of seeing Les Mis where every character is Xi Jinping, that mm-hmm. sounds amazing. But I don't think <laughs> it rises to the occasion of this challenge because if Xi Jinping is both stealing bread to stay alive and persecuting himself for doing so, that's not only is that averaging out to nothing, right? Those aren't CCP values or really anyone's values because it averages out to nothing, but it, it's the story about the Chinese party fighting itself. I don't think that's going to get on the air. Like at all, um, I, I don't see that result. I did revise China. my pitch, though. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I did revise my pitch, though, to basically have it be Xi Jinping yeah, all plays sorts the of hits. media. And and yet again, I just I, you you've got all of this all of this Western media, you know, with Xi Jinping pasted on it, like those you know WWF videos with Trump's face pasted on. It's funny, but I don't think it it answers the challenge. Um, I'm going to give you nothing. And Alexandra, um, I'm also going to give you nothing. Your answers were very funny, but I, I don't feel like they were attempting to actually find something that would get past the census. Your first answer was something that breaks every rule, just barely trying to get past the census. That's a, that's a, a fun thought experiment, but it's not a way to get past the census. I like the idea of a show that's just a theme song, because <laughs> that would get past the census. So, in fact, I'll give you one point. Right. Uh, Rudy. Rudy, your answer was incredibly boring, and, and it made me sad. But at the it same time, that's too. the reality of what sort of show you could get past this sort of censorship system. Um, and it, it rang pretty true. Uh, I'm not happy about it, uh, but you're, you're definitely going to win with, uh, with 35 points for the crushing reality of how likely that show would be to succeed. <laughs> Although, that took a turn. Although I did like the Winnie the Pooh reference from Alex, so that's something there. So let's uh, do some quick math to figure out who this week's master debater is. Well, after arguing over some stuff, it's time to name this week's master debater in third place. With 37 points, Matt Ryan. Life is a lie. In (laughs) second place, with 50 points, Alexandra Petri, which means this week's winner and this week's master debater, with 74 points. Yeah. Making his debut on master debaters, this week's master debater, Rudy J. 60 seconds to celebrate starts now. Um, first of all, I want to thank God. I want to thank my mom. I want to thank my wife and my kids. Um, without them, none of this is possible. Um, I want to shout out to James in New Orleans. Hope you're doing better, brother. Isaac, you're a tough judge, but you're honest. Appreciate you. Matt, you're a gamer for tuning in late, coming in late. Alex, you fart out loud. You're good with me forever. And Dennis... Appreciate you having me, my man. Had a blast. Hopefully I get to do it again. That's all. It's about 20 seconds. 
Oh, I still got 20 seconds to yeah. dance in the end zone? Yeah. Well, I, you know, and um, I love dogs. I love dogs a lot. I would never harm a dog. I would never say anything bad about a dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was pretty good. It was very sweet. You know, so you know, sometimes we get you know, very victorious victory laps, but that was, that was very nice. Thank you. Well, yeah. That's it. A big thank you to our three contestants, Alexandra Petri, who can be read regularly in the Washington Post and WashingtonPost.com. Matt Ryan, uh, Matt, what do you want to plug? Because I didn't write anything down for you. <laughs> uh, yelling returns next week on Worldwide League. Sports.com. I'll be talking about the Rosenblum variable and the start of the NFL. All right. And uh, also big thanks to Rudy J. who can be heard each weekday morning on San Antonio Sports Star, 1250 AM and 94.5 FM. And a big thanks to our judge, Isaac from Atlanta. National Debaters is a production of KTSA San Antonio. Learn more KTSA.com. I'm Dennis Foley. This has been National Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. San Antonio's home for news and talk. On air, online, and on demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071.